book is good about. Her second book was it was to like bring you closer and be like. And I was talking to my mom about it. And a bottle feed. Are you in your heart? Every time I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl, welcome to Coffee Confessions. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Coffee Confessions. If you are just now tuning into our podcast, um, welcome. We've gotten a lot of influx of listeners after posting um, a deployment series recently. And right now we're in the middle of talking about military kids and those types of topics. So this week we wanted to come to you with a topic that I think is a little touchy, but also needs to be said. And I don't think that um, we are the only ones who face this issue or have faced this issue or um, kind of like go like go through this. So basically what we want to talk about is how hard it can be to get to know military kids. And by that, we mean we're constantly moving around and, you know, your extended family doesn't always get the chance to get to know your little ones. And then when they do, it's kind of, it can be kind of awkward. I don't know about you, but like when we moved from North Carolina to Colorado, we stopped in Arizona and saw our family and my kids have only ever known some of these people through the phone. Like that's it. Just like FaceTime yeah. or, you know, just them commenting on pictures of them on um, Facebook and things like that. So my kids meeting like they, some of their family, they met for the very first time over the summer or like last year when we moved. And I think like, it's hard to, build those relationships when you're constantly popping around the United States. But, you know, we were like, what are we going to talk about this week? And then Felicia brought this up and I was like, that's a really good idea because, you know, as much as we tell these kids to like bloom where you're planted and things like that, I think as adults, we all have a responsibility to get to know them too. So they're constantly, I think you see see a lot of it in the military community itself right like friendships and things I there's a post that I see um often floating around Facebook and it says like I'm one of those friends that like hang back right like I yeah that's me (laughs) yeah I I share it I think there's one to a certain extent though because I am a firm believer that the grass is green where you water it if I am totally here for you know long distance friendships like two three months but there comes a point when you do not feed that relationship at all, that that relationship is not the same. Yeah. It, it's, you know, and I feel like it's the same when it comes to our kids. And it's a lot harder because I know sometimes when we go visit my family, it kind of hurts my heart that my kids don't have the relationship that I would like them to have. And, right. Um, I know when I talk to my dad and my dad adores my kids, but knowing my youngest son sometimes he has a little bit of hard time because like he's hard-headed and stubborn and my dad's hard-headed and stubborn yeah and my dad's like I want you to love me and my son's like but I only know you through FaceTime and you're kind of scared now and then it even kind of hurts your heart but I'm also and my dad is 100% one of those people who works on that relationship you know he'll be like here you want a piece of candy like (laughs) the bribery (laughs) yeah he's like I'll you know I'll take you to play I'll take you to ride on my bike and so my dad is very 
adamant about having a relationship. He'll even call me and be like, where's kids? And I'm like, geez, yeah. how do you do? Yeah. Um, and as a mom and, you know, like a military family, it's really good to see, you know, people putting in that effort. And so when you see the people who don't, it is hard. It's a hard pill yeah. to swallow. And it's really hard not to be bitter. And I try to look at both ends of the spectrum, you know, like I'm not bitter in a sense that you you're not like connecting with my kids but I just know how great my kids are yeah the relationship that you can have with them right I know every single one of your kids I know every single one of your kids their personality their likes their dislikes you know how I can love on them yeah. how I can't love on them I like I know the, the ones that eat snacks and the ones that don't like <laughs> and I think it's just something that you get to know and it's just like, I don't, I'm not asking you to call me every single day or like call my kids every day or send them presents every day or something, but just like building that relationship, you know, they don't yeah. get that text message. You send me a text message. Well, two of my kids can't read <laughs> another right. one in school, you know? So like speaking to them and learning them, especially as they get older, my daughter, I feel, I guess I feel hard for my daughter because just like, she's getting to the age where she knows she knows who's putting in an effort. Yeah. And not. She's very vocal. Totally. About, yeah. She's vocal about like, I, um, I don't know you. <laughs> and I'm like, you yeah. do. No, I don't. I don't want to talk to you. Do I have to sit here? And I'm like, you can't. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, and people, you know, I was told by a family member that it was my job to facilitate the relationship between like my children and them. And it's like, no it's not like if you want a relationship with my children it's my job to make sure you have access to them 100% like 100% but it's a your like it's a two-way street and sometimes I think like people don't realize how lonely this life can be for them because you know growing up in the 90s I'm I grew up with a ton of cousins like yeah. cousins all around me I grew up with like siblings and things like that obviously and my kids have siblings but you know like it's different like playing with your siblings or like playing with your cousins like it's like oh you see my cousins day a lot of military kids do not get that luxury of growing up with their cousins I was talking to my husband about it the other day and I was like you know when we move like when we move again like granted we will be close to um my sister and whatnot but like my oldest is eight and my oldest niece is 14 and that's her like first cousin and then the next cousins she has that will be close are two and like three months old so even being close she still isn't gonna have that like cousin tribe that I grew up with where I had a cousin that's like a year younger than me and a year older than me and things like that and so it's really important to make sure that you know, if you are you know, not facil facilitating relationships with these military kids, essentially they bop around so much that they're not going to realize like who you are or what, like what purpose you have in their life. And sadly that happens in my kid's life a lot. And I, I like I said, I'm one of those people that is like, I don't like to talk on the phone. And, but if you message me or you text me, I'll text you back and tell you what's going on. But unless you're like my mom, my sister, Felicia, anyone like, you know, super close, my in-laws or anything like that, like I'm not, I'm not going out of my way to update you on what's going on in my kid's life. And social media, I think is 
to fault for a little bit of that, but also at the same sense, it's like, I already have a million things going on in my life. Half the time I'm parenting by myself. I don't have the time. Like when I, if there's going to be a relationship that I am watering for someone else, it's going to be my husband and my kids. That's the one that I'll, I will water and make sure it continues to grow while he's gone. But for a lot of family who just choose to be like, well, out of sight, out of mind, and then want to get offended because my kids don't know who they are. Yeah. They want to have a relationship. Yeah. It's like, I don't feel sorry for you because you know, it's too easy to send me a message and say, Hey, can I call the kids? Like literally you guys, I have family members. Like my kids don't realize, like they don't realize that outside of like a a small group of people that they have a ton of other family because they just don't try. And I just don't have the patience or the time to water a relationship that I shouldn't have to water. You know what I mean? So if you are a millstone mama and you ever feel guilty about something like that, because I see it sometimes on the wives page here recently, Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, I'm in your corner. Do not feel guilty about it because honestly, you, we already have a lot on our plates. And if somebody claims to love your child as much as, you know, you do, or they should love them, then they should put in the work to want to know your kid, especially not being able to see them every day. I feel that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, I think some people take that too literal, right? Like, oh, I, you know, pick up where we left off. Like, you yeah. can do that to a sense, but if you are not like watering this at all, it's not going to grow the way it should. And yeah. you're it's going to be awkward every time they're, they're like yeah. reintroduced to, to you. When my child is like, I don't want to sit by you. Please don't touch me. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know you. And they will be, you know, and I, I, oh, I'm your. I'm your second cousin, first removed, whatever. And they're going to be like, and <laughs> like, yeah, I don't care. Um, one thing I think the kids really pick up on is people will comment like, oh, you know, you missed out on this or you missed out on this. And like, my kids aren't missing out on things like, yeah, like we don't get to attend all of the family events and things, but they're living full lives. Like yeah. my kids are surrounded by love. You ask them. I was on my Facebook on my um, computer and a video of D and you scrolled by. It was like, it was the best friend one. Uh-huh. And Bennett goes, Hey, look, that's my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so like they don't, they know who is there for them and who is not. They yeah. are not like, Hey, I'm missing out on this. Like my uncle across the world. Right. I, yeah. gifts are my love language. So I'm just extra, but even when, you know, Cody was still in North Carolina and I was here and I was like, Mark, I got to send my kids a box. I got to, I got to send my kids birthday presents. Like, he's like, what? I was like, it's Cole's birthday. We got to do this. Like, yeah. This is important. You know, I got to take care of them. And the older they get, the more they notice and they start to mention things. So, right. you know, my daughter will be like, um, I do miss my Abwe, you know, and she will like the people who put in an effort, she vocalizes who she misses. Yeah. And so she'll be like, I miss my or I miss my Mima. And I'm like, well, this such and such person lives with them too, but they're never mentioned. <laughs> like, you right. know, yeah. or this or that. You know, my brother lives with my parents and he's never mentioned. And he doesn't like, he knows my daughter and he loves my daughter and all that. I'm not saying anything like that, but she just doesn't. She doesn't have that connection that she has with others. Like, Yeah, he's yeah. her uncle, but he's, yeah, a stranger to her, you know, she'll be yeah. like, oh, that's my uncle Philip. Whereas my sister, 
my my daughter still still very much recognizes that's my aunt Ness. That's my aunt Ness. Yeah, like she has a nickname and everything versus it's yeah. like, yeah. No, I totally get that. That's kind of how it is. So my brother, like my kids, my brother is just like very like he is off the grid. Like he just checks in here and there. And that's just kind of how we do things and stuff like that. And I don't take it to heart that he doesn't um, really have much of like a relationship with my kids. Kind of like it sounds like with your brother where it's like, you know, if he's if we're on the phone checking in with each other, he's like, oh, tell the babies hi, tell my love them. And I'd be like, oh, Uncle Bubba says like, hi, or Uncle Bubba says he loves you. And they're just like, who the fuck is Uncle Bubba? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, because they I don't think that my kids have actually ever met my brother other than when they were like maybe babies. Um, so yeah, like if you, it's not like, it's not like we take like everything to heart Yeah. by you, like having these certain people to me, it aggravates me when they try to make you drop what you're doing and come home and see them. And it's like, but why would I do that? Because my kids don't even know who you are. Like, you know, so instead of like having the opportunity to do I don't know, something fun or cool, you're going to guilt me into coming to see you. And honestly, you're just doing it to make yourself feel better because you're guilty that you're feeling guilty that you know that you haven't built a relationship with your own blood, your own family and things like that. They definitely start to feel more guilty. And I've seen it in action. Like they start to feel more guilty when they see that such and such has a relationship with them. They live there and they don't. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like my mom and my brother, for instance, my daughter is obsessed with my parents, whereas my brother lives there and she doesn't know him. And when we go, he notices that like, he yeah. notices he can pick up on that. And he does try a lot harder um, when we're in their presence. But I, like you said, I really think it's a two way street. We posted a, um, a quote quite a while back um, and it's still circulating. But some of the comments that we got on it were like, you're not privileged or like you're not um what's the word I'm looking for that they said like ob- like people aren't obligated to see you and I'm like absolutely not like you're not but you're also on the same foot not going to guilt me because I didn't come see you or because my kids don't have that relationship with you when the road works both ways like it drives yeah. to Colorado just like it drives to Texas yeah and um that's like the point we were trying to make is like I'm I'm not saying you have to do these things but this is because of your actions. Right. Like, yeah. You, know, you didn't want to, and that's fine, whatever. But like, that is why you're a stranger to my daughter. Like, that's just why. Yeah. And sometimes I think people don't really like, because they're, they're kids. They think like, Oh, like they're not going to remember. They won't, they're, they're resilient quote unquote, and they, they'll be okay. But it's like, could you imagine like dating somebody and you were the one doing all the work <laughs> or like the mom was like facilitating your like dating schedule, like your dates right. and what you're going to talk about and your phone calls and stuff like that. Like there comes it when they're toddlers, whatever, like, yes, the parents, it is like on the parents to be like, Hey, let's call, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. But you know, my eight-year-old gets on my computer in the kitchen and she'll text her family, like her aunts and her grandma and stuff like that. And I'll like be reading it from my phone in the other room. And she's like, 
when are you going to come see me? And I, I miss you so much and I love you so much. And, you know, they'll, they'll respond to her and stuff. And it's something as simple as that. Sometimes these kids just need to hear like, like, Hey, how are you? I love you. Tell you, tell me what's going on. Tell me about school, things like that. And like Felicia said, like, you don't have to call them every day. We like talk to our moms every day because we just, you know, obviously haven't cut the cords yet, but we're still, (laughs) we talk to our moms every day and our kids now in turn talk to them every day. And, um, but you know, as far as like their aunts, their uncles and stuff like that, it's pretty much, you know, it's a two way street and versus like, you know, some of this extended family. That's not like, that's just, I don't know. I don't even talk to some of my (laughs) me personally. And I think, like you said, they are resilient and I know this is going to come off like salty not salty but rude but I don't mean it rude I just mean it like blunt I guess and that's mm-hmm. what I'm but like my kids are resilient and they're resilient without you like that yeah. is, I know that's hard to say but they're thriving without you they're thriving with the people who are putting in the effort and they know nonetheless like I that's why I said it makes me sad because I'm like you could have this relationship and this relationship and this person with us yeah I think as a military family I just want my kids take it all the love that they can during this lifestyle, because like, I know the struggles we face and the hard right. we go through. And I know everybody comes at me like, Oh, you know, this is this. Well, you know, my husband just did an almost eight months tour and my child was like missing her dad a yeah. lot and a lot. And the way she like clung to Dwight and the way she clung, yeah. <laughs> you know, my boys like, I, we made a joke of it when my husband came home the other day and um, I was like, Dwight like adopted them even more. He was helping me put on shoes and everything. And <laughs> like, you know, their they, life is constantly changing. Like it, it never stops changing. And I think as a mother, you just want that one consistent thing. And yes, we all, right. yeah, we all expect our family to be that one consistent thing and we're not saying like well my kids are military kids and they they're privileged and they deserve your your undivided love and attention that's not what we're saying but what we are saying is that you're you have a period of time to build a relationship with these kids until it becomes Christmas and summer visitation and that's pretty much all you get because that's all the army or the air force or whatever your branches affords our lifestyle. So it's like, you know, between deployments and TDYs and schools and PCSs and all these things that they have to go through constant goodbyes. It's like, as a a mom, you just crave the consistency of like, okay, well, guess what? You still have so-and-so whether whether it be your mom, your dad, your sister, a cousin, whoever it is, like, it it just makes you feel good to know, like, okay, well, you might have to be the new kid at school this year, but, you know, you still have this huge family backing that, like, wants to know how your first day of school went, like, or is going to call and be like, tell me about your teacher. Tell me what did you have for lunch that day and stuff. I don't think there's anything more, like, sad than knowing you just moved somewhere brand new and you feel completely alone and then also knowing like uh, I don't (laughs) I don't have anyone else to like call and vent to because I just don't have these relationships and my kids don't have these relationships within my family and we just left our army family you know 
so-and-so miles away. So you just want that consistency for them. And we all go into motherhood or parenthood, like thinking like we're going to have this family village. And then I don't know what it is just about our generation where the village just isn't there. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I feel Um, that for non parents too the same the same situation right like if you didn't Mm -hmm. have a military kid I think you still get that same sense of loneliness so if you're listening you're like well I don't really have military kids but you know the feeling so imagine that like three times worse I have three kids and I'm trying to make sure all of them and you know their feelings and stuff are prioritized and that they're not feeling left out sad lonely missing this missing that you know I miss home like, I miss Texas just because I'm Texan, and I just love it there. Yeah, <laughs> so. imagine being a military kid. Like, that That makes me sense. Like, when you said, I miss home. Imagine being a military kid. They don't essentially have a home. Like, yeah. if you really think about it, like, where where are you from? Like, if I ask my oldest, where are you from? I don't. I really don't know where she would say because she's, but she's lived uh, in, like, four different states now. So... For us, we're like, we know where home is. We we have those core memories of what our childhood was like and what our favorite food is in our in our hometown and yeah. who we, you know, silly stories from elementary school and m- middle school and things like that. And it's like, they don't have a constant home. Then the least that, you know, people could pro- provide them with is like a constant relationship. Well, I feel like you have those deep roots and memories and stuff, right? Like I know yeah. when we you know, when he finishes whatever he's doing <laughs> um, and, you know, we like, okay, it's time to put down roots again. Um, like I know that's where I want my kids to settle. And like you said, they don't have that. And so, yeah. And they'll be pretty much family, grown by the time yeah, that we do. <laughs> as a military family, I feel like you try to stuff it all in to those two or three years that you're at a duty station. Yeah. I'm not saying like you don't make your house a home or anything, but you're trying to make all of those connections, see all of the places, find right. You're like a tourist, now. like a, uh, like a, like a long-term tur- tourist in this. Yeah, like, like yeah. To be like you know, so my kid can tell you all about her home the way I can tell you all about Texas. And then when we move, we you know wherever we're going, you know where are you going? South Carolina. So mm-hmm. when they move to South Carolina, um, her kids will be able to tell them all, all of these things in South Carolina, this, 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 this is what we do. This is what we do. Same way that they could tell you the same things we did in North Carolina. They'll, my kids would be like, Hey, remember when we did that? Hey, remember when yeah. remember this? And I feel like we're trying to stuff all of those memories into that. So they have some kind of like, yeah. Like, Cause they're kind of missing out on like that civilian style. And, and I can only speak of what my childhood was like as a civilian uh, and now comparing it to my kids being a military kid, but like their military kids are missing out on certain things. Yes, they are given a life full of adventure and that's like obviously super fun, but also you have to like think about when you go on vacation, you hit a, a burnout. Like you're like, okay, I'm ready to go home. I'm burnt out. I'm done seeing all this stuff. But I feel like a military kid's life is kind of like one vacation after another of a new spot versus when we were kids, it's like, you know, a lot of time you live pretty close to, you know, your family or whatnot. And I didn't live in the same town as my family, but I lived like maybe an hour or two away. So it was like easy to go for like Easter hunts. Like today, like 
is Easter and we're recording this. And so growing up, I would be at like an Easter hunt. Don't tell our secrets, Cody. (laughs) I would be at an Easter hunt with like at least a hundred of my family members, right? My kids, you know, we go to church together and we came home and we had dinner together and stuff like that. And so they're not, they're resilient, but military kids are not getting the same experiences that most civilian kids are getting civilian kids are surrounded by their family and their family village and, and their home hometown that they're being raised in and probably were born in and their home church and versus our military kids are like, okay, well, we just bopped here a year ago and next and by Christmas we'll be gone somewhere new. You know what I mean? So yeah. And like I said, we are the ones who know they're missing out. Yeah. They don't don't. missing out. And that's, I think that's a core difference when we speak about these things is people automatically, well, like your child did this or you did this to them or you did this to them. And I'm like, my kid doesn't, think she's missing out on anything she's yeah they don't know any different yeah the the, I'm you know plugging these relationships oh my gosh relationships into her (laughs) the best that I can and it is a two-way street I cannot call you every single day and be like hey let's work on this relationship it works both ways and at a point when it's all one-sided I'm not putting in the effort anymore either yeah at that point my I don't want to say my child suffers, but it's a lack of relationship or a loss of friendship or a relationship or whatever you want to call it that she doesn't have. And, you know, like you said, you would be with a hundred of your family. I was thinking about that today because I FaceTime, we FaceTimed my in-laws and um, my parents earlier. And my mom was like, oh, I'm getting ready for this and this and my brothers and their families and stuff. Are yeah. And then when we FaceTimed his side of the family, you know, all of his siblings were there and my nephews and stuff like that. And I was like, like for my kids, I think in that second, you know, they kind of noticed it. Like everybody was there together and we were You're home alone. Them, but they were, yeah, they were kind of like, well, we did this with our friends and we did this with our friends. And so for me, I was like, I'm sure they noticed the absence that we weren't there with everybody and they saw everybody there, but also they were still able to brag about everything they did. And they, yeah. were, you know, they were like, we went to church and I saw my auntie and I saw my uncle and I saw this and I did this and then da, 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 da. and I was like, you know they're still living very full lives. It's just that I want my child to be as loved as possible. And I really don't think any parent out there doesn't want that for that. Yeah. Yeah. Civilian or military doesn't matter. You just want people to love them. It goes the same way. I mean, my nephew, I made a joke to my husband because my nephew, um, his brother's son, um, adores Mark. He's like, my uncle Mark's in the army and my uncle Mark this and my uncle Mark that. And I was like, you know what? That's because I built that relationship. I send, you know, I send goodie boxes and gift bags and, you know, Christmas presents and, you know, army toys. And I'm like, uncle Mark this and look at uncle Mark's pictures. And I constantly feed that relationship to the best of my ability. Maybe not the best, but we do try to feed that relationship so when we do come it's like hey that's my uncle Mark yeah so it's not awkward yeah and you know I I guess you just want the same thing for your yeah because there's nothing worse than going home and feeling like a stranger and so these kids are already like I said the new kid in town so many times in their life you don't want to go home to visit family and then still feel like a stranger at on top of that it's like I think a lot of military kids are already going to struggle with their identity as they get older because it's kind of like, well, 
we follow mom around or we follow dad around and I'm always starting over with new friends and a new school and a new area. And then on top of that, when I go visit my family, I don't know any of them either. And it's bound to happen. Like you're going to have those people in your family or your friend circle that your kids just don't know. They just don't know who they are. And I think that's to be expected. But the point of us coming on here and talking about this was to say like, you know, be be a bit or, more mindful about it you know yeah, as... or, one of my things is and I talk about it with my mother-in-law a lot is like I never want children in general military and non like to suffer for anything like yeah. why why should they why should they suffer because we have to move why should they suffer because you know you know my nephew doesn't get to see us or whatever like why 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 should because we don't, we have a strain on our relationship. Like I'm not saying mother-in-law, but I was just saying like anybody, right? Like me and this right. strain on our relationship. So now my kid suffers because they're not pouring into them. I'm not pouring, you know, like, yeah, I just, it doesn't make sense to me as to why, you know, people be like out of sight, out of mind. Like why, why my kid still deserves just as much love when she's gone as she does when she's around you. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. make any difference. And I think that's what bothers me the most about it is it's like, well, you're not here. Like, right. It's like, we don't have a choice. (laughs) FaceTime is amazing. You know, like, you know, when my kid's birthday is like, I'm not asking you to call me every day, but my kid knows that, you know, that today is her birthday and she would love a phone call from you. And I'm not going to be like, for one, I'm, you know, centering the day around my child. I'm not going to be like, Oh, stop. Let's see who's going to remember to call you. Like, let's remember to call everybody on your birthday. Yeah. (laughs) You don't do that. And so I think it goes the same with military friendships too. Honestly, I feel like because we're a military family and community that you automatically think like, Hey, um, they know, right? Like we gotta, we gotta feed this friendship as much as we can, because essentially as soon as you become friends, somebody PCS. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, we have to feed this friendship as much as possible. And honestly, that's what Cody and I did in 2019. And that's why our relationship as is, is as good and as strong as it is, because it's just gotten better from there. But the same people I met in 2019, I can tell you, I don't know half about them today. Um, you know, I follow them on social media, but I probably haven't had a text from them in my inbox in probably two years. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, I think it's, like I said, I, I just see that post in my head right now. And I'm just like, to a certain extent, yes. Like I'm not, you, I'm not asking for a phone call every day, but you still have to water it. It doesn't matter if it's a friendship, if it's a military child, if it's a civilian child, if it's a, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Like, I just feel like in the community and the lifestyle that we live, it's a little more. Personal. You have to be more personable than social media. And a lot of people, I think depend on social media because we all love to post pictures of our kids and what we're doing and what cool adventures we're going on. And I think a lot of times people forget that, like Felicia said, our kids are little, they can't read. They don't know that you're saying these things like on the internet or you're watching them grow over the internet. Like that's great. And I'm happy that I can facilitate that for my extended family. But at the same time, like if you're not reaching out to speak to them, my kids have no idea who you are because I don't have the time to grow relationships for you. And, you know, if you have, if if this is like, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, like can't really like their family suck or something like that. Like that's not what like we're trying to say, but what we're saying is I I think more people 
go through this and are just scared to speak up and say like, you know, like I go through that too with this person in my family and I, or I wish I had a better relationship with this person in my family or things like that. Because I, I can tell you one thing if, or if you are the person who's like, Oh, out of sight, out of mind, there is nothing more awkward than being an eight year old little girl and going to a family function and not knowing anybody there. Like I came from a, a split family. So my dad, when he would take us to family functions, he'd be like, oh, this is your grandma so-and-so. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are. And then it's kind of like, you know, I- I'm glad, like, I'm glad that we now live in a society where we're like all about consent. But growing up in the 90s, like, it was like, give her a hug, tell her you love her. And I'm like, I don't know who this person <laughs> is. Like, what? So I'm like, I am big on that now with my kids. I'm like, if you're uncomfortable, like, you Except don't have me. to. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, if I were I to want. take them home and, you know, like, there's like my grandma or something like that, right? Um, like I have a 90 year old grandma and they had never met her. And I took them last year, um, last summer to, to, to meet my grandma. But, you know, I could tell like my kids were kind of uncomfortable because one, she's like really, really old. <laughs> so it was like the oldest person they've ever seen. But I, I was like, you know, I didn't force them into anything. I was just like, this is, you know, our grandma and, you know, and, if you're uncomfortable, you can sit on the couch quietly or anything like that. You know what I mean? Cause I, I've been that kid where it's like you're forced into this uncomfortable situation where you don't know who this person is, yeah. but you're, it's your mom's grandma and you, you know what I mean? So I think it's important to, if you are listening to this and you're like, Oh, I have that friend that I need to call. Or I, I am that aunt that doesn't reach out quite as much. I think it's important to, you know, try to build that relationship up because I say this all the time. I have issues with people in my family and I, there was a time where I really, really let it bother me. I mean, I would, I, I still complain to Felicia about it, but I let it bother me, but you know, she would tell, she'll tell me just like, you know what? Sometimes you got to let it roll off your back because when they get older, you know, they're going to be able to see for themselves. They're going to see that mom tried. Mom did her best to make sure that, you know, they felt the love that they deserved. And if not everybody picked up what you put down, like your kids are going to grow up one day and they're going to be old enough to realize like, okay, well, you know, Hey, we lived in 2020, like a world full of technology. You could have called me. You could have reached out. Like, well, it's not like, like the nineties anymore, guys. Like, you know, yeah, well, like you said, social media plays a big part in that. But I think what people forget is they expect social media to feed that relationship. Yeah. And it doesn't. you eventually see them, if that makes sense. Like if my mother-in-law posted something on Facebook and then, you know, um, whatever, my brother-in-law saw it, right? Even if he didn't like text her or something like that, they're most likely going to see each other within the next week and talk about it. Right. However, it's Our so kids different. don't know what we're posting. So they're like, how do you know? That well, I- even then it's like, you know, I post something and like, great, you see what's going on in my life in March, but I'm not going to see you till December. And by right. that time, so many different life events have aspired by then. It's kind of like, well, yeah, like, yeah, that happened, but, like, a lot has happened since it, you know, like, yeah. oh, yeah, my yeah. husband was here in March, and then he deployed, like, two months later, and he's yeah. here. Or, like, <laughs> they'll eat a chocolate ice cream cone, you'll post it on Facebook, and these people have nothing to do with your kid, and so, like, you'll meet up, and months later, and they'll be like, oh, I bought chocolate <laughs> ice cream, and then the kid will be like, oh, I don't like chocolate ice cream, and they're like, well, I saw it on Facebook. Oh, well, I like strawberry ice cream, and it's like, 
it's things like that. And I think, you know, to wrap it up is there are a lot of things about this life that make it difficult. And this is really one of them. It's kind of, you're a stranger to your own family because you don't get to see them very much. And your kids kind of fall into that with you. And the people who truly love you and love your children are going to do whatever they have to do to make sure that your, your kids know them because they're, they, they want, they want that relationship with them. Um, you know, and my mom, all the time I was like well I'm gonna try to come down like so for example she's like I'm gonna try to come down next month in in May I'm like mom just wait until June when I have the baby and she's like well I just really miss the kids I want to come down next month I'm just like listen I need you just to wait till June so you can watch my kids actually when I go give birth like just wait just wait it out versus other people are just like okay yeah we'll try to see what we can do and things like that so just know that the people who love you and love your kids are going to, to work with you in that relationship of building a life with you guys and knowing that you are building a life with you guys. And then your kids knowing who they are. Like Felicia said, we will PCS at the end, at the end of this year and wherever the army takes us, that does not end our, our friendship. That does, it doesn't, it doesn't end there. And my kids know that they're like, Oh, we have auntie Felicia and uncle Mark. And, you know, I think it's important just to take in those relationships and cut loose of what you can't control. You can't make people love your kids or want to be with them or want to see them. And so as hard as it is to accept that and to like realize that, that that's what is happening, that out of sight, out of mind and, you know, you're not right here. You don't live here. So we can't have a relationship. Those type of people, regardless if they're your family or your close friends, like they're shitty people. Sorry. So you just, (laughs) you got to just be like, okay, you know what? One day you're going to look at this kid that I'm raising and you're going to wish you were there when they were crawling around in diapers. And you're going to wish you heard them try to form a sentence when they were a toddler. Or you're going to wish you were at their kindergarten graduation. Or, you know, you're going to wish that you saw them go to their first homecoming dance. But you know what? The people who care about those memories are going to be the ones that are standing by your side, you know, like wiping your tears as you're kids walk across the stage at graduation and things like and that and the words that the kids are going to remember because yeah. she said graduation and her daughter she said something about graduation and then I looked at her daughter and I was like well do you want me to be there like what do you want me to do and she's like you need to be there and I was like oh, yeah okay that, and her husband graduation. was like well now you're sold now and I was like yep gotta be there gotta be there like auntie's gonna be in the crowd now so I think everybody just wants that love. And I think as a parent, you just want it so much more. And so find the ones who will, there's no reason pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring into a relationship that's not there. It takes work from both sides. And if it's not going to have that, then you need to find somebody who will pour into your kids. There's been many of friendships that have fizzled for me. Um, but my relationship with Cody has not. And that's one that my kids thrive on. They thrive on that relationship. My kid knows what gate to go out of to go to her house. (laughs) That's how much they thrive. So there is people willing to put in the effort. If your kid is struggling or if you're struggling as a parent and like my kid's missing this and my kid's missing this and sure they, they may, but they're not missing out. So yeah, remember the difference. They may be missing it, 
but they're not missing out and they feel loved and they feel fulfilled and they don't know the difference unless you're making it known. So yeah. keep it like centered on, you know, this and this is your, you know, this person loves you and this. And I'm not saying like go over there and be like, hey, this person doesn't love you. We don't talk. Like, don't do that. <laughs> don't come at us and be like, no. what we said. Like, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like focus on the ones who are pouring into you. You know, yeah. I'm calling Cody versus another friend that like maybe I haven't heard from in six months when I need somebody, when I need a sitter or when I need this or when I need, hey, my, my kid needs a little loving and pick me up because her dad is deployed. Like, that's who I'm calling because that, that it's going to be what's comforting to her because yeah, what good would it do you to call future. some random person and they'd be like, what the fuck mom? Like, who is this? <laughs> we can call Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, you know, what I have found over the years of being a spouse is that if any of my family is listening to this, I'm sorry, you're going to be pissed off, but what's new, but my army family has turned into more of my family than my family. Like other than my mom and my sisters, like my family is my army family. And to my kids, that is their family too. And honestly, I have no issue with that at all. And if that offends people and makes them mad that are within my family, that is the constant for my kids. They're Felicia and certain other friends that I have. That is the constant. That is who we do Thanksgiving with. That is who we celebrate Christmas activities with. That's who we do Easter egg hunts with. That is their family. So at the end of the day, I'm going to pour any love or any like effort into those relationships before I do some random aunt that I have on one side who's pissed off at me because I came home and didn't stop it and say hi to them like I I don't I don't care to do it and if you disagree with me that's okay but I think a lot of you listening to me probably would agree or need to hear that like pour into the people who are pouring back into you and the others be cordial if you bump shoulders with them while you're at home visiting. Hi, how are you? Oh, yeah, she sure has gotten big the last time you saw her, right? Like, we, I hate that. I hate when people are like that. Last time I saw you, like, okay, yeah, great. But like I said, pour into those that are pouring into you because in return, that's what your kids are going to do. They're going to pour back into those relationships too. You know, our eight-year-olds, they are constantly like – at the hip when they're together. And I, I was telling the, like literally yesterday, I was like, um, after we left Felicia's house, I was like, babe, isn't it so crazy that like we watched the girls go from like playing like makeup and, and like in Disney princess high heels in North Carolina. I was like, and now like yesterday I caught like a little bit of attitude between the two of them. And I was like, and now they're like in this like little tween phase I was like, and then the next phase that we have to endure is like them being teenagers. And it just makes me think about like, like Felicia's daughter is my daughter's cousin. Like they're, they have that cousin relationship together and I can sit here and wallow and feel bad that she's not growing up with like 50 cousins, but the relationship she has with just this one little girl is worth its weight in gold of 50 cousins and I can't wait just to watch them like go through I can't wait to watch them go to middle school and and put on the shitty blue 
eyeshadow that we all did and <laughs> and you know and well actually coming from like teenagers these days they do their makeup way better than any of us ever did (laughs) but you know I can't wait to experience life or watch them grow up together and as sad as I am that she doesn't have 50 cousins surrounding her and 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 I don't get to see you know her run around like a cattle ranch like I did I get to experience you know, this type of adventure. I get to walk Garden of the Gods with them together and, and watch them take in the beauty of what's whatever city we're in surrounds them. And uh, I think that's probably worth way more than anybody that chooses to be like, well, they're not around, so I don't, I, I don't need to check in on them. She's just posted on Facebook. They're doing fine, so I don't know. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I'm getting teary-eyed and too emotional or hormonal for that topic. Uh, Don't say that. Cody straight up made me cry in church. And I knew that she was like, you have to sit down. And as soon as she said that, I was like, no, I'm not sitting down. Like, I'm not. No, uh -uh, something's coming. She's like, no, it's not bad. And I was like, I don't care if it's not bad. It could be good, but it still made me cry. What did it do? It made me cry. <laughs> like, it did. Like she like made me cry because like I was like expecting a tear. You'll have to like show them or something tomorrow on stories what it is. Um, I was expecting just like a little tear. This girl full on started sobbing in the middle of church. I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, I fair warned you. It's just not. You know, I think. I think one of the best things about it is you know, like I said, your kids may be missing out, but they don't know it, and I think it's just something that you kind of realize and it's kind of hard. And, you know, for me, I don't know, maybe it made me a little bit sad because I just know they're leaving here soon. And it's, it was a hard, it was probably one of the harder goodbyes a few years ago. And I know it's going to be even worse now. Um, so I, you know, you talk about that and every time it pops up in our memories, like we share it <laughs> and these kids have grown up together. They have done the last like five years, four years together. And, from babies like our boys yeah. were in carriers in their first picture together <laughs> like yeah. they were in our stomachs when we met at walmart and it was super awkward but like <laughs> it's just find the ones who are going to love your kids like none other like you yeah. will find them you will come across them it doesn't matter don't like discourage yourself and be like oh we're in this military life they're never going to find that they're going to find it and they're going to find it again and again and again and again and then they're going to have those relationships out yeah. that are still feeding that and you know their grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles and whoever else is still like hey i'm thinking about you hey i want to reach out to you hey yeah. I want you. and i th- you know i think it does take a little bit of work on our part but if you're the one pouring it all in it's not it's not working it's yeah. not, not what i'm that's not what we're looking for in this type of lifestyle so just keep your head up and yeah you know we know we have seven military kids <laughs> we know the wave of emotions that come from old to young, the tears, the happiness, the, you know, the ups and downs with them. And it's a touchy topic. Cody and I went back and forth and we're like, eh, do we talk about it? Eh. I was like, <laughs> some people are going to be really <laughs> mad at me if I can talk about that. that. But, you know, hey, if the shoe fits, wear the damn thing. Yeah. And also, you know, just don't forget that each duty station is the a new opportunity to add a family member. You know, I have 
different people from each duty station that are super close to my kids, like El Paso. My kids have an auntie from El Paso. They have two aunties from Fort Bragg. Um, they don't have one from Carson because their other, their auntie was already here. So they didn't get a Carson one, but I'm sure when we get to South Carolina, there'll be somebody that, you know, loves them. well, oh, not, not as seriously, <laughs> but you know, there'll be somebody that loves them just as much as Felicia or any of my other friends who have really latched onto them. So don't feel discouraged. Like Felicia said, pour into the people who pour into you and those who don't cut them loose. Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.